When it comes to Instagram growth tips, usually you'll come across a laundry list of things you should be doing. Engaging more often, posting twice a day, using certain hashtags. It goes on and on. And honestly, it can feel really overwhelming, especially when you're already a busy content creator or business owner. But in today's episode of the podcast, I actually want to dive into the deeper strategies behind growth, not just the surface level actions that you quote unquote should be doing on Instagram. These tips aren't necessarily about creating, but instead about analyzing an equally important part of the content creation process. We're going to talk about the three main factors that you need to be paying attention to in your Instagram insights if you want to be able to take advantage of what's already working for you and to maybe let go of what's not working for you and really start to see growth. I think this episode is going to be super helpful for you, especially if you feel like you've kind of been spinning the wheels, just trying to create, create, create. We're going to take a moment to pause, look at what's working and figure out how you can use the very, very helpful information in your Instagram insights for your growth. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop-style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. back to the Creator Club podcast, my friends. I'm so excited to be speaking to you live from the van. So if you've been listening to the past couple episodes, um, with the exception of last week, which was a very special interview, I have mentioned a couple times and on my Instagram as well that I am currently living the van life. So if you hear a little bit of an audio difference from previous episodes, that's because I'm now recording in my little studio on wheels, which also is my home, my workspace, etc. Anyway, if you're curious about the digital nomad life, go ahead and check me out on Instagram at Katie Steckley because I try to post daily story updates and just kind of share what that life looks like. So anyway, if you do notice a bit of a difference, thank you for bearing with me. I'm definitely learning to shift my content creation processes a bit now that we are on the road. And that is especially apparent in like my YouTube content, but I'm also figuring out how I'm going to be able to create my Instagram stuff. Because if you thought that I was working out of a small space before in my 500 square foot apartment, Girl, I made that work, okay? I had like four or five different shooting spots that kind of varied up the background and made it look like a lot bigger than it was. Um, But here in the van, I might have like two angles that I could work with. So anyway, I just thought I'd put that out there in case any of you listening are interested in what it's like to work and travel and how you can make that work as a content creator. So maybe I could do a future podcast episode about that. Um, But for now, check it out on Instagram if you want to learn more. Okay, one last thing before we get into the content of today's episode, you know I've got to give a shout out to our reviewer of the week. 
This week's review comes from Miss Bang, and they are super helpful for content creators navigating the space on their own. And here's the full review. I really enjoy listening to Katie share her insider tips on content creation. Each episode is jam-packed with value and easy-to-implement advice for any size of content creator. Hearing her struggles as a professional content creator humanizes the challenges that we all go through in this industry, and I appreciate and applaud her for sharing so candidly about her burnout last year. Would recommend to anyone in the social media industry to listen to this podcast. Thank you so much for that super kind review. I always really, really appreciate it when I see um, your reviews pop up over on Apple Podcasts, and it really is one of the best ways that you can support the show and help me keep growing this. Honestly, just some real talk. I am so excited about how much the Creator Club podcast has grown over the past year, and I just feel really energized to keep sharing these episodes with you all and trying to share the best information I can and your reviews just really add fuel to my fire to keep this podcast going so thank you so much if you haven't yet please consider leaving a review over on the apple podcast app or if you don't use apple Podcasts, another great thing you can do is just take a screenshot of wherever it is that you're listening to this episode post it to your instagram story and tag me because I always love to see who's listening we can have a little chat in the dms it means a lot that y'all are part of the creator club Okay, so with all that housekeeping out of the way, let's get into the three main factors in your Instagram insights that really can be impactful when it comes to figuring out how to grow. Because here's the real tea that I want to spill, okay? Every video out there that's like tips and tricks on how to grow, sure, it's helpful. Yes, it can give you some ideas. And especially for beginners, it's a good starting place. But the truth is, the only way to really know how to grow is to have a very, very deep understanding of your own audience and look at your own insights to figure out what works for you. Because the truth is, a lot of this stuff is very individualized and you might have an audience that loves graphic carousels and then somebody else might have an audience that does not engage with them whatsoever and much prefers like photo dumps as just one example. So the point is, if I would come on this podcast and say, share graphic carousels or share photo dumps, like that might not actually be applicable to everybody and only your own Instagram insights can tell you this. So in case this is a little bit new to you, Instagram insights are the analytical data that helps you learn more about the overall trends across your followers and your content's performance with your audience specifically. And that's really the important part. It's not like what's working on Instagram generally, though that can be useful information. It's about what's working for you and your specific audience. This data can be super helpful when you're trying to figure out what types of content to post next and what type of content is really going to help you to grow. Just a quick tip, I would recommend if you are using Later to schedule your Instagram content, which is something that I do, it's something that we do at Creatorly Media for all of our Instagram clients, I've been using it for years, you can actually use their analytics tab inside their like web app so you can like look at it on desktop and I personally find that a very very nice way to browse through Instagram insights because you know if you're kind of an older Gen Z young millennial like me then you're probably a lot faster on your computer than you are trying to like tap through an app so it can just be really nice to actually see all that information 
on desktop. But if you don't use Later, that's totally fine. You can find all the information that I'm going to be talking about by just going over to your Instagram profile and tapping on the little Insights button. The language is the same between both of these places, so no matter which way you're looking at it, this all should make sense. So let's get into the very first piece of this puzzle of what factor that you need to look at so that you can, you know, see if you're growing and, and get indication of what to change in the future. And that is your profile growth. So if you're using later, like I was mentioning, I always like to open up the analytics page and start right away on the profile growth and discovery section. So if you're using just Instagram insights, this is the kind of information that's going to pop up as soon as you tap that insights button and it, it opens to all this data. So this is going to provide an overall picture of how your Instagram is performing. Understanding the growth or in some cases decline. Trust me, I've been through that. I could talk about all of that if you wanted the experience of coming back from actually losing followers. Um, but understanding the growth or decline of your follower count can lead to some very interesting insights and it can actually help you kind of continue to see the results that you actually want. So if I'm seeing steady growth or even better, maybe a spike in growth, that's when it's really telling you you need to pay attention to when that happened and maybe what you did to make that happen so that you can replicate that and do it again in the future. This is one of the reasons why I love using the later analytics tool because it's really easy to see those spikes because you can choose different time periods and then it's basically like um, like a line graph so you can kind of follow your line and see oh, okay on like November 9th or whatever there was a huge spike in let's say impressions now I'm going to go back and see what did I post on November 9th to figure out maybe what led to that. So for a minute here, let's just use the creatorly Instagram as a case study. And y'all know that I have my personal Instagram at Katie Steckley, which is like, you know, my personal brand where I share confidence and like social media tips for content creators. And creatorly is, is of course where we promote our um, social media content creation services. And it's really cool actually to be able to run both of these accounts because I've observed how growing a personal brand is very different than growing a business brand. So Anyway, for this example, let's talk about Creatorly. So if we look at the Creatorly Media's Instagram for our insights in January of 2022, we can actually see right away that our growth rate was 24.3%. Now that's actually like really quite impressive. Like clearly we had a huge spike there because Normally, I would say a growth rate of like less than 10% is very typical, like 24.3% is huge. So that equals for us about 768 followers in just one month. And this is on an account that currently now just crossed 4,000 followers. Woohoo! So exciting to see. So you can see like this was an account that had like 3,000 at the time and then we gained like almost 800. So that is a very big spike for that size of account. So when we see this growth and I'm like looking at this graph where we can see spikes in our number of followers on any particular day or spikes in our growth rate, this is where we start to investigate a little bit further and see what might have led to that. And very conveniently, if you are using the later analytics tool, you just scroll down and you'll see that one of the very next data pieces is impressions and reach. So this is kind of our first clue to figuring out what actually led to our profile growth in that time. So if we look at the impressions and reach again of the Creatorly Media Instagram account, 
during this period of time, we did see a huge spike in impressions and reach at the same time that we saw a huge spike in our profile growth. Now, this is very typical. This is generally what you will see because it means basically your post got out to a bunch of new people. Those people saw that post and ended up following you. That's kind of the cycle of how growth really works on Instagram. If these things aren't lining up, then something very unique is going on. But through looking at our impressions and reach, we can start to kind of dial in further what content specifically might have led to that growth. So diving into the creatorly insights again, on January 3rd, we actually saw a huge spike in both impressions and reach. We hit about 40,000 impressions and 32,000 reach on that day. So we need to ask ourselves, what did we post that caused such an influx? Because clearly that's a lot for a little account like ours. So it doesn't look like this was caused by anything we posted that specific day on January 3rd, but most likely was caused by something that we posted in the previous weeks that just happened to get some traction. After doing some digging, we did have a meme posted in like the previous week or two before that, that seems like it is probably the culprit of all of this reach all of a sudden blowing up. Though it was posted like the day before Christmas Eve, it didn't really start to get traction until January 3rd. In total, this one post received over 80,000 reach, which is just unreal to me. And when you look in further, you can actually see where the reach came from. So if you go into your Instagram insights, like inside your actual Instagram app, and you look at any specific post um, and you like scroll down to the reach section, first of all, you're going to see the total number. Then you're going to see how many of those were followers versus non-followers. And then it breaks down what the different sources were. So from home, that's the main feed where people scroll through content that they get from people they're following. Then from profile, that's people who happen to see it when they're coming to your profile for some other reason. From other that is a little bit up in the air. Clearly, we don't know exactly where that is. I would guess that that means, you know, if it's been shared to them in like a DM, so like inside Messenger and, and they see the post there, I think that would count as other. I think if it's embedded on a website somewhere, that would probably count as other. But don't quote me on that because Instagram hasn't given that specific information to us. But whatever, we know it's not from home, not from profile. And then finally, we have from explore. And of course, we all know the explore page is where people find content from profiles that they aren't following yet. So in the case of this massive post from the creatorly account that got over 80,000 reach, pretty much all of that was from the explore page. And that, you know, is just natural because we don't have anywhere close to 80,000 followers on the account. So it couldn't have come just from home. Though Instagram isn't really known as an evergreen platform, some posts have a longer shelf life than others. And I think this is what happened here. This post was really relatable. It was actually a funny meme with a gif. And it was kind of like a, a video of somebody walking and collapsing after what looks like a very long work day. And then the headline reads, me after a long day of creating content. This topic seems to hit home for a lot of folks, especially people following us. So it performed well and played a role in our growth in January for sure, because clearly this post was interesting, engaging, and it got served on the explore page. So through this whole little scientific analytic process that we just went through together, 
you can see that this is really strongly telling us that on the Creatorly account, we should keep making fun, relatable, kind of silly meme content that has that connection to content creators or business owners and feels like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's me. Because that's what kind of gets us the interest and engagement in a post that might just have it served to the explore page. So the point of this section really is that profile growth obviously is the main area that you're going to start looking at when it comes to diving into your Instagram insights. So of course, we're going to get into the next two of the three factors that I want you to look at. But what I want you to take away from this section specifically is that there's always a bigger story behind your profile growth. I think a lot of people sort of see it as random, like they'll see their followers go up and down and they won't really know why or what might have caused it. But you can always dig a little deeper and try to connect the dots to figure out what actually led to that outcome. And the best way to do that is to start looking at your reach, see how much your reach increased on any given day, and see if you can tie that to a specific post. And here's where I want to talk about something that I feel like might be a little controversial, but it's an interesting thought that I came across the other day when I was scrolling. So I just saw like a conversation in like kind of an Instagram graphic carousel where someone was discussing the kind of merit of engagement versus reach. And I found it very interesting because I think that sometimes we get our priorities flopped with what we're really trying to work towards with our Instagram content. So if you're like me, you've probably had a time or two where you post something and especially when you're trying to post more frequently and you're maybe like really getting out there posting content like five times a week and all of a sudden you start to realize I'm not getting as many likes as I used to. I really feel like my engagement is kind of down and if you're like me, you probably also have a certain number of likes that you usually aim for. For me, I feel like if I hit a thousand likes, then I can feel happy about that pose, which I know is so silly. It doesn't really mean anything, but I just want to acknowledge that because I know that a lot of creators have that. We have like these benchmarks in our head that are really about just like, oh, well, I think it would look good if I got, you know, X number of likes. And what I want to kind of challenge that with is this mindset from this carousel that I came across on Instagram that was saying, especially as business owners, but I think this can also apply to creators as well. We need to start thinking more about reach than we do about likes or engagement in general. Like I I do think engagement is really important. We're going to talk about that more later in the episode, but I think that what you'll notice is, and this is something that I've noticed with my content, the more frequently you post, the more accounts that you will reach in a given week or month. And then most likely the more you will grow. But you will probably also see slightly lower engagement than you might be used to. And now while I think it's always a balance, I actually think that trying to distance yourself a little bit from the number of likes you get and instead focusing on how many people did I reach, especially if your end goal is selling something, I think that that is a much more helpful mindset because your goal here is to get in front of as many eyes as you can and getting in front of those eyes frequently because that's what's going to help with brand recognition, being top of mind, and getting people to ultimately decide to purchase whatever you have on offer. Now, if you only post once a week, for example, you might get a lot of engagement when you post because people aren't kind of like, 
overwhelmed with your content or maybe Instagram is serving your content more to your audience because you're posting less often. But that also means that for the whole rest of the week, your audience isn't really thinking about you. They might have like not seen any content from you. Um, and so they're thinking about whatever else is actually showing up in their feed. But if you post five times a week, you're always top of mind for your audience, even if they don't take the time to like and comment on every single post. So then when it comes time for them to actually seek out, you know, a solution to the problem that you're solving for them, they'll think of you more so than they would think of somebody they only saw a post once a week from. So I hope that makes sense. That was a really big mindset shift for me of like, not worrying so much about the individual engagement of every post because naturally as you post more often, you will get slightly less engagement on each post, but you will see way, way more reach because even a post that gets like a really good amount of likes for you, it's not going to necessarily like go viral and be shown way, way more. Yeah, I do think it'll be served more often than if it wouldn't have got very much engagement at all but you're more likely to be able to exponentially grow your reach by posting more often than you are by trying to optimize the amount of engagement that you get. So anyway, something to think about. That's why I think when we're looking at profile growth, it's so important to look at those reach numbers and think about what kind of content that you can make that will increase that reach because I think it might have a bigger impact than you think and we're often so conditioned to just think about how we can optimize our engagement which like I said we'll talk about because it is important but this is just your reminder to think about how you can possibly optimize your reach. Okay, so let's move in to the second factor that you really want to analyze when it comes to optimizing your growth on Instagram and that is profile interactions. Again, this can be found in the overview section on the later analytics tab if you want to use that or if you just go to that main insights section of your Instagram profile. Profile interactions include profile visits and website clicks. This is important to review because this shows you what content is resonating with your current audience and potential followers enough that it has actually encouraged them to come on over to your profile and maybe even click the link in your bio. This is again something that as content creators and business owners, we so often forget because we're so focused on the vanity metrics of likes and comments, but actually getting people motivated to come to your profile and click that link in bio, that is what is actually gonna generate revenue for you because they're probably gonna end up on your website, hopefully purchasing whatever it is you've got on offer. So let's talk about the Creatorly Instagram account again, because I think it's a great case study for this. So we're still looking at the month of January. During January of 2022, we received 3,970 profile views and 425 clicks. The highest amount of profile views we received was on January 12th, and that was 202 profile views in one day. Now, I just want to say for context, in my experience, this is a very high number of profile views. Like, that is really good, especially for the number of followers that we have over on Creatorly, because my personal account at Katie Steckley has over 20,000 followers, and I would maybe get 3,000 profile views in a month. So almost 4,000 on an account that now just has 4,000 followers is really good. And it really speaks to how quickly the Creatorly account is growing. So if we zero in on that January 12th day, where we received 
200 profile views, which was our highest. It looks like that day we made two posts. So one was a reel, which was actually a TikTok that we were resharing, which was about organic ways to increase engagement. So this is a strategy that we like to use a lot. We love to shout out other creators from the community and feature their TikToks as reels on our profile. And it's been a really great way for us to grow. And the other post was one of those classic relatable memes about developing a strategy for new clients. So both of these posts performed well, which might be one of the reasons why we received some profile views on this day. Of course, the views could also have been generated from previous content as well, because especially all of the reels that we're posting tend to be a little bit more quote unquote evergreen than feed posts because they can be continued to be served in that Reels Explore page well after they're posted. So it could be a compounding effect. Um, so it could be a compounding effect. You never really know for sure, but definitely having posts that get higher reach are going to lead to more profile views. So next up is website clicks. So the largest spike that we had in website clicks was on January 14th with 40 clicks. This makes a lot of sense to me because on this day we posted a reel that I created about how we create Instagram content for our clients. So it was a little bit of a call to action and a push to say like, hey, we've got some new spots opening up for our February content creation cycle. If you want to join, you know, go check out the link in our bio. So really what this tells me is that, first of all, giving that call to action actually works. <laughs> I know as silly as it sounds, that's something that I'm continually learning as a content creator because my inclination is always just to create, provide value, like give people entertainment, give people information. But then I always forget to say, oh, by the way, come and like use my services or buy my stuff or, or whatever. And it's just... And it's just amazing how much when you actually do that, people take notice and they go and they click on the link in your bio. So I know when it comes to this profile interaction section, whether it is the profile views or the website clicks, it can sometimes feel like it's sort of out of your control and either people go there or they don't. But I do just want to remind you that there are strategies that we can take. For example, regularly working in a call to action to go seek out information on your profile that will help you direct traffic there and therefore eventually help you grow your business. And I think there's definitely ways that you can optimize your profile so that once people get there, they're more likely to actually take action. And we could potentially talk about that in a future episode too. So finally, let's talk about the third factor that you really need to keep your eye on when it comes to continuing to grow your Instagram and that is your post performance. So again, this is where engagement comes in. So post performance is just another way of saying engagement. I know that earlier I kind of said don't stress about engagement, but it does help as a good indicator as to what posts are really resonating with your audience. I just don't want it to become something that you measure your success by because it's not necessarily about just getting the most likes. However, seeing what content you get likes and comments on can help you figure out what your audience is interested in and what you might want to create more of. Again, wanted to give a shout out to Later here. I promise this isn't sponsored by them, but you know, I, I've been using their software for a long time and I just really love how the post performance section is laid out inside their analytics tab because basically you get to see a whole chart, like a table of all of your posts, the reach they got, the engagement they got, all of that information, and you can actually sort it based on those different factors. So I know that inside the insights 
of Instagram, they kind of lay it out like a grid or like a feed and things are ranked from like highest to lowest and you can sort by these different factors, but you kind of have to tap in to actually see the numbers. So that's really why I like this section of the later analytics um, tab because you can see all that information in one place. So it's kind of nice. But anyway, enough of me just talking about how great later analytics is. Let's talk about what you actually need to look at when it comes to your post performance. So let's just take the example of the top three performing posts for the Creatorly Media account in January. So this included a carousel graphic about the new Instagram subscriptions feature. So this was kind of like a news item where we broke down what this new feature would include. And it obviously got a lot of engagement. The second one was a tweet reshare about repurposing content. So again, relatable. We know that tweet graphics always do well. And then finally, a fun pop culture meme using a photo of the Spice Girls. You know, I love the Spice Girls. And I think that that style of meme with basically like celebrities or like movie screenshots that you add little captions over using the Instagram stories text. It's a very engaging format and seems to be performing really well these days. So that's kind of our top three performing posts. So a carousel that was informative, a tweet that was relatable, and a meme that was entertaining. So this shows me that we should continue posting fresh news updates like about new Instagram features. That always does well because people are looking to stay up to date on this stuff and we can provide that info. Maybe even features on other social media platforms might be helpful to highlight. So something like TikTok updates or YouTube strategy updates or even general updates around like features on Notion or other tools that content creators tend to use. Looking at our top performing posts also confirms what we learned earlier, which is that our followers are drawn to fun, relatable memes, so we should keep that up as well. So hopefully you can see how by looking at your post performance and seeing what your top posts were for content interactions, you can kind of start to see what your audience likes the most and what you might be able to create more of in order to see better and better results. Learning how to read your analytics paired with patience and consistency is the key to growing on Instagram. And I know it doesn't sound sexy or exciting, which is why people don't talk about it a lot. Instead, they lean towards these laundry lists of actions that you can take to try to grow or hacks or whatever. But really understanding your own insights and then executing on that, iterating on your strategy month after month for a long time is what is really going to help you see results. The performance of your posts tells you exactly what your audience wants. And as long as you are delivering that consistently and in a digestible way, you should be on the right track. If you're struggling and want some guidance with this, then I recommend checking out our Instagram audit service that we do over at Creatorly Media. It is only $89 and my team will provide you with an expert opinion on your Instagram strategy, taking a look at your data and helping you look at your post performance and all of that information and turn it into a strategy that you can actually execute on moving forward to help you keep growing. This audit includes a detailed report card outlining our analysis of your profile, including where you're winning and where you can improve. And it breaks down every aspect of a successful Instagram, including the images, reels, captions, hashtags, your bio, highlights, stories, and more. So if you want us to check out your Instagram and help you reach your goals for 2022, then go ahead and check out that Instagram audit over at creatorlymedia.com audits. 
Otherwise, I really hope that this episode was helpful for you and I wish you all the best with diving into your insights and learning how you can reach your audience, connect with them, and continue to grow. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.